Welcome back to Talking About Trek. This is uh, part two of our, our three-episode marathon uh, in the apology episode post-Japan trip, where nothing happened on this podcast for three weeks. <laughs> but we're back, you didn't even, so it's okay. You didn't even manage to watch Star Trek in those three weeks. I didn't. No. Uh, actually, you know what, you Sam? I, I, do, you know what? do you know what? I did watch Star Trek in those three weeks, actually. What did you watch? Um, I had a 14-hour plane journey. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, I watched, what was the episode? Oh my god! Um, oh, I had I watched Tapestry. I watched Tapestry because I'd love okay. that episode. Well, uh, I mean, it's a great, great episode. Although, do you know what? I was reflecting on this the other day when I was thinking about Tapestry because I, I happened to watch Tapestry uh, yeah. recently. I love that. I think, we just I think it watched Tapestry. Think it, think, think it would have. Think it would have been better. <laughs> think it would have been better if they just got a different actor to play Picard and 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 uh, I rather than being super think, creepy. What rather exactly all the scenes with him and his girlfriend at the time are just creepy as so fuck. creepy so creepy he's like <laughs> kissing like a teenager and he's like an old man it's it's weird it's weird and and it, and it, i i just like i guess they just didn't want well i don't, I don't know i just was like we surely would have been okay to find a reasonably reasonable actor to just play him as a young person i thought that would have been, been better that was my conclusion from playing that because it just it's way too uncomfortable seeing them on the it's bed it's a weird uh, one yeah, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's funny because they also in Nemesis should have should have just not had Tom Hardy and had Patrick Stewart playing both parts as well. So they've yeah. done it the wrong wrong both ways. I I I mean in general though that like you're right though that episode is fantastic. Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, I recently watched. I mean, I don't. I did watch Tapestry, but I also just watched the Suddenly Human, the one where they. This is what I watched this evening. Uh, uh, I watched Suddenly Human, which is the one. Do you remember that episode in TNG where they? Uh, they find a Telerian ship, and there is a young. There's like a, a human, a human, a human with the Telerians, and he's been raised by the Telerians, and they oh, have this yeah. whole this whole thing as to, as to whether or not they should return yeah, yeah, him yeah. to the Telerians, and the Telerians want to go. And I thought it was actually a pretty good episode. It's um, the classic I, Jungle Book scenario. Yeah, but but I thought it had quite. a you know it, it starts out sort of implying that maybe he's been abused, and then it kind of ends with them being like. No, he's fine. No, let's just send him back. <laughs> they, it's a forty-minute 40 episode. They've got to get through. You know, yeah, to make yeah. A but anyway, that was that was good. Anyway, we can we can talk about actual. Uh, uh, the, well, let's the just do an episode talk. on that instead. No, All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we can do it after Picard ends. We'll just do random Star Trek episodes. We're going to yep. do this forever. Um, All right. Uh, all right. Uh, well, episode five. What? What? Just just before we get into kind of the this episode, Sam, and there are some things to talk about in this episode. Um, what did you think of it generally? How were you? How was you feeling about this episode? Well, I thought it was really. I thought it was really good. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I. I, gen, I. I thought this is the best episode of Picard so Ooh. far. Um, e- easily. Okay. Um, I watched it. I will say I watched it at five a.m. Uh, in an airport. Uh, <laughs> and coming coming in coming back from Amsterdam, and uh, and uh, but 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 I what thought it was in Amsterdam. For listeners, uh, work uh, less, oh. less, less fun than uh, than than it sounds. Just it wasn't a work like a, a riser kind of trip. No, it wasn't a riser trip. Uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely reference, uh, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, um, it, it was just a work thing. But I, I was coming back, and 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 I really enjoyed it. I thought this episode was great. Um, nice. It had a lot of, I, I, you know, there were there there was a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, yeah. Uh, this this I, I tell you what. I tell you what, this felt like an episode. This felt like a, a proper mid-season episode of Star Trek, where like mm. kind of 
I don't know. It just it just was because not a lot happens in this episode, as in like not a lot of progression happens, really. But like it's just a lot of cool stuff happens. It just felt I just really I really enjoyed. It. I thought it was good too. I, I, really I thought it. it. I thought by the end of it, I thought the stakes for what's going on more more generally are much higher. And true, they like named the problem, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, we'll talk about that. But, but like the, the whole the whole way it sort of escalates is, is in my opinion, is really good character work. It's, it's good writing. Yes. Um, there's some great Shaw moments, yeah. uh, as oh, ever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought it was great. But maybe we should start with the weakest part of the episode. Well, I mean, the... I, I, this is fresh in my mind, Sam, because I watched it two hours ago for the first time. So I'm yeah. But like, that's let's definitely yeah. Let's start with let's start. Let's with, just get uh, it out of the way. Let's, let's, just let's start Worf. with the Wharf and Raffi. Let's story. get Raffi and Wharf out. Out the way and honestly you know this is obviously out of order now because because <laughs> not out of order like this is just out of order that they don't i mean this is chronologically out of order uh it, it's also kind of out of order but it's, it's also um, out of order in that way a little bit it, it's true it's true but it, but essentially it's its own it's still its own self-contained arc right so yes. you know honestly you see it and you just want oh hurry up you know i'm yeah. sure this is going to connect somehow but just hurry up and connect for the love of God. You well, know, I mean, uh, but did you not love Crin? Crin, the new random generic uh, gangster that is. Is it Crin? I thought it was Cr- is it Krill? It's Crin. I, I watched it. Well, Krill. I watched it two hours ago. You so. just literally watched it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was Krill. Um, um, so... But it's, it's Cr- Crin is just the next one up from Sneed. So they're just following this chain of gangsters. It's, it was very, it was very frustrating. I'm yeah. very like, do you know what? This stop, you know, this, this, this was the thing that that sort of drags this episode down slightly. Yeah, I, you know, I don't even really think there's. Obviously, this plays out over the whole episode, but they've, yeah, they've got to find Sneed's Sneed's boss now. Uh, they <laughs> find Sneed's boss. Yeah, they yeah. find they find Steve's boss. There's he's a bit a, of a, he's tra- a he's a badass Vulcan. <laughs> he is a badass Vulcan. He's a Vulcan who's a, a rational criminal. Uh, yeah, interesting. A logical um, criminal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, you because know, utopia they, can't exist without crime or something. Well, that, without well, this is Metallus Prime. Remember, you know. Of course. And we've seen enough of this place. This whole oh Metallus my god, Prime, I'm just I'm done with it. It's we're, we're, we're all we're five episodes in and we're still on the the, the writer's named namesake planet. Um, <laughs> so, one so one I'm... thing one thing I did love about the scene, even though it was like I agree, I was just like, come on, um, they um, the, the 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 appearance of the mobile emitter, you know, little little shout out to uh, yeah. to the the Voyager doctor there, enjoyed that little and I guess like um little bit of context here of like how this probably fits into the universe. Obviously, the mobile emitter was a 29th century piece of technology that they brought back in time to use for the Doctor and Voyager. So they've now implemented that into Star Trek, clearly, or they're now more freely available. So somehow that's got out or it's being used elsewhere. So, yeah, mm. just interesting that mobile emitters are now just a thing in the 25th century. Yeah. Um, oh, that is that is it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- that was interesting. Uh, again, this whole arc wasn't uh, the. They, they obviously they obviously use the the the, the emitter uh, and they have a little bit of a trick when they're fighting. Crin, uh, sorry, Crin. Crin and his, his his homies. Yeah. 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 Uh, ultimate. I mean, again, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a they they force what what so what so what happens here is obviously. Yeah, they they see through this 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 ruse of the the mobile emitter, and it yeah. turns out you know Vulcan's got Crin Crin has got the upper hand. Yeah. Uh, so Crin's got a grin on his face. Yeah, he Crin's got a big grin, and yeah. he and he then 
makes Worf and Raffi fight for some right reason. To the death, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Basically know, snaps really... a pool cue in half and goes, one of you kill the other person. Not, not really super clear why they, they had to do that, particularly as he's meant to be a logical, you know, a very logical Vulcan. Yeah, um, this was this was quite a strange little scene, yeah. wasn't it? And uh, and there's a nice trick, and it looks like Worf is dead. Uh, <laughs> did you believe Worf was dead? No, for a not moment? for a sec. I mean, my, my <laughs> notes, my notes that I wrote recently, where they literally say, and I, it's basically a stream of consciousness. My notes say, Worf is not dead, or at least Dumbledore dying deliberately. Moment, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, he's alive. And I did and, think he was, was going to be like maybe like a Dumbledore, let her kill me deliberately, and then he like you know. But it wasn't even that. He just comes it, straight back. It was just, it was like, oh, so obviously this wasn't the way he was going to die. So, you know, again, to be honest, this was just to find out uh, that they, what do they find out? They find out that they've got to go to the Daystrom instrument. Yeah. The and, Daystrom, and they get, they find out the, they, they get out the key to get in, basically. Yes. Yes. That's it. And they, yeah. and then they try, they, they, the last bit of that is they try and contact their handler and it's Worf has a handler too. And we don't know who that is yet. And that's kind of the where we leave that. Um, and yeah, so that's the bad part of the episode. That's the kind of the, the not very good part. Um, yeah. But the actual, the enjoyable bit was on the Titan. Um, yes. I love how great. this is basically a Titan series, by the way. Love that this, this yeah. is all like a, this This could be called Star Trek Titan, um, yeah. <laughs> which obviously would piss off all the people who wrote those books, but even so. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Titan, uh, we pick straight back up with the Jack Crusher story. And my notes here, I just couldn't help but like Jack Crusher is a Cylon. This was this was this was uh yeah this is this 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 scene is sorry for anyone who hasn't watched Battlestar Galactica I'm about to spoil it for you, but like it's been out for a long time. It came out in 2004, so sorry. Um <laughs> so he this is a direct reference to the scene with um help me out uh, what's the, uh, what's the name of the Ah, the CO, um, Ty. It's it's it's, it's so Ty reminiscent. Yeah, when the, he, when never, he, never felt better in my life, Bill. And you should, he has yeah, the and he shoots shooting him. him. Yeah, and it was good. It was it, it was, was literally that a rip of that. Um, yeah. but like, you know, they, the changings are basically now Cylons. They're basically they, they are. like, yeah, <laughs> they are, they are, yeah. and 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 I'm I'm just like great <laughs> because <laughs> because that they work so it just works so well as it does a, work as yeah. a who's who can be trusted who can't be trusted yeah um you know sort of sort of plot device yeah that, yeah. that i'm glad that i'm glad they embrace that um yeah definitely. Um, um i and i you know i i thought it's quite cool that it makes sense that the changings would have evolved as well i think that makes a lot of sense and that they they've got better at not i think evolved, i think crush is a bit wrong by saying they've evolved they've just got better at replicating humans they've just got like yeah. better at doing it and now yeah. they can hold their shape because um i was thinking when we saw dead laforge changeling on the table i was like that changing wouldn't hold their shape it would, go, it would be a pile of ash if it like, like it used to be in ds9 but obviously that's wrong because yeah. you have to like take the organ out and then cut it in half and then it will go back into its original shape, which is pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, and this was this was all in the scene with uh, Crusher doing the Doctor Crusher doing the uh, the autopsy on yeah the forge on on yeah the forge uh, yeah. and finding out that they bleed and and stuff um, and that they would no longer pass the test uh of which i think was in this episode the blood of, test. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the blood yeah, test yeah because because um, they sort of they sort of sort of say that there is always that that every time they get on a 
on a ship, they are basically scanned. That's uh, a cool thing he... as well. I like that. I like that they, yeah. they don't just like do the Klingon thing and just have a have a, a mechlef nearby and then make them cut their hands. Like... Yeah, yeah. They they have to they have to. I mean, it kind of made sense, and they, you know that they, they've kind of implemented this sort of security protocol that any time that they get on a ship, they are scanned by the sensors, and then it will tell them whether they've got a thing. But it. But yeah. it's no longer going to work, is it? Because they yeah. have now this new thing is basically the point. Which is a so, cool thing as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I do think I, I, more, because obviously we see later that Jack Crusher has like, just, and this is such a generic sci-fi trope, the, the um, blackout vision uh, slash fighting skills trope of I'm just, a, I just kill loads of people, I don't know how I did it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this is in this is Firefly. I know you've watched Firefly. The girl, the girl in Firefly who has yeah. this. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. This is actually. I don't know if you. I don't think you've. I've. I've been trying to make you watch the Expanse, but I don't think you've actually watched it. Have you? I haven't got all the way through it. No. no. Uh, but there's the a. The, it's not a spoiler. But there's a person that who, uh, Peaches, who again has this trait where she can black out and kill those people, and it's it's just it, it's kind of like I was a little bit annoyed that they're they're using it again, but I was also like kind of that's fine. It can make Jack Crusher's character more interesting in this concept but if if um if he is the thing that they want to steal from daystrom or if he is some kind of weapon you know something like that that would be kind of annoying if he is like if for some reason he is this this super fighting weapon i hope that's not the case but <laughs> it's confusing steal because, a dude. because because it sort of it sort of suggests that there, there, it's, it's unclear as to as to why how he has those powers is it something to do with his his Borg thing because it because it's in that scene where it's in this scene where these four changelings wander up to him and they're they're changing they attack him and then yep. he just somehow knows and is easy, immediately able to kill them all but um jesus christ you know, is jason Bourne. yeah and it, and it was a little bit like oh okay well <laughs> i didn't <laughs> didn't know you could do that yeah um yeah and um but it was, you know, that it's kind of like. I, I, I guess at least they address it. At least he's like, because it would be even more sci-fi tropey if he didn't say anything and he was like, oh, I don't know, I just kind of it just kind of happened. But he does he does say to Beverly, I think there's something wrong with me. So that at least there's yeah. progression there in the story. Yeah, and and he does admit, I think, at that point that he didn't actually know that they were changelings. So he just yeah. basically attacked them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. and he's sort of losing his mind a bit um and self-defense mechanism that clicks in maybe it's some kind of programming yes and again that speaks to maybe this is something to do with the borg oh that that was my that was what i took from that like he's this is something to do with the borg again and uh i don't exactly know what it is uh i think there was this sort of um uh you know he keeps having these visions um still again and he keeps saying come home you know, I think in, in this episode, they keep yeah. saying he's still having these, me, come these, home. these red visions, like find me, come home. And that was kind of, it's confusing. I mean, I'm wondering do, do, what what home has Jack Crusher really ever known other yeah. than the one with, uh, you know, Dr. You know, Beverly. So what what could they be referring to here, Pete? I don't you know? know. I mean, maybe Jack Crusher is, is we're going to get back to it. Maybe Jack Crusher is alternate universe Jack Crusher. Maybe he's mirror universe Jack Crusher. He's mirror universe Jack Crusher. It's, it's mirror universe Beverly somewhere trying to get him to, I mean, that's a long shot, obviously. We're just, we're just trying to ram in all yeah. these different Star Trek tropes <laughs> into, into our conspiracy theories. It could um, be, um, 
it could be the leader of the changelings from DS9. She could still be around and she and he's like a dominion weapon um that they've they've taken at some point. Um I mean there's a lot of things. I th- I th- I think as well I mean I'm just I'm just I'm throwing conspiracies at, at you right now. Um one thing the Dominion do in DS9 is they have very advanced cloning. Wayun is cloned a bunch of times. And what if Crusher isn't actually Beverly's son, but is a copy of Beverly's son, like they've cloned him and put him back, or he's a clone of Picard? What if, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things it could be. A a clone is an interesting one. I mean, I don't know how... How would, yeah, I mean, a clone is sort of an interesting thought. Um, And, you know, not the first time we've seen Picard cloned. Yeah. Uh, So... Very true. That 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 could be. Uh, this one looks option. a lot more like Picard, whereas the other one just looked like Tom Hardy as well. <laughs> um, well, the other one was at least bald. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> really bald. Um, uh, yeah, was a, uh, Nemesis I mean, was such a weird film. <laughs> Nemesis was a weird film. Uh, and, yeah. Do you know what? Funnily enough, I, I thought, wow. Well, um, I, I think I think I've seen a few references to that um, throughout throughout the season, but we'll, we'll come on to that because I'm jumping ahead uh, in terms of episodes. It, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I thought this was this was this was generally good though. Like yeah. it was cool. The uh, what what sort of you know, I thought I thought it moved on nicely uh, with with Jack Crusher. You know, not really knowing who he is. Uh, the the changelings uh, and as well. I yeah, that's, he's, it, he's now like establishing himself as like I like Jack Crusher the character now, which I was, I wasn't expecting to happen. No, me me either, me either. I mean, again, this is this has gotten better. Like this this yeah. this whole 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 arc. But let's just get into it. Let's just get into the best part of this episode. Okay, let's do know? it. Okay, okay. I mean, the, the the thing I want to talk about first of all is Captain Shaw being chipper and being happy about everyone else about to be Gorge Court Marshal, and he's <laughs> yeah. loving it. It's so funny. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, um, is that that's the bit where they're in the 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 the, the elevator, turbo, the turbo yeah, lift, turbo right? Lift, yeah, and he's he's sort of no particular reason. Them. I'm just kind of at chipper. Yeah, and he's he's throwing them them a couple of like lines. You know, they kind of talk about how they saved the galaxy. And he's kind of like, well, I remember that time you crashed the ship in crashed diesel section. Yeah, 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 and and he sort of references insurrection and yeah. some other things where they've actually really just caused general havoc. Yeah. Uh, and you know, nearly nearly threatened the whole galaxy at various points yeah uh, that was that was great <laughs> that was a great little scene he is he is a reality check for those two which i i do i do consistently like in this show um yeah yeah and i mean the, the, the crux of this obviously is like i say starfleet are coming to serve the justice towards seven picard and Riker, and i actually just because I, I watched this episode an hour ago i watched this episode just before the show um I love the the shot of the Intrepid, where the Intrepid comes and it's this this sweeping shot where the Intrepid the Intrepid warps in. It's facing the Titan and it's just this kind of really long shot of it of it kind of moving around. I thought it was really cool. Just they're yeah. like really appreciating um, the ships in the show, as we'll yeah. get to in this episode. In well, in the next episode. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. It was, and it, and again, it, I, I guess when it shows up, it feels very adversarial, and yes. pretty, pretty, pretty suspicious uh, because <laughs> yeah. they want to go it's over. It's pretty obvious, bad ship, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's. You're like, well, this isn't good, and they they want to come over, but they only want to come over via uh, uh, shuttle, shuttlecraft, yeah, 
shuttlecraft. Which is interesting. And did you why um, why 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 was that? I, I I I was so so my my initial thought when I watched this was they don't want to come over by uh you know being beamed over because they have been because they might know, be changing things. They might be changing things yeah. and they're going to be found out in some way. So they're going to come over on a shuttle. Right. Um. So that that was my right. Well, there's clearly some change things going on here. And yeah. again, um, uh, coming back to the the stakes sort of coming the higher. You know, it's not just one changeling. Now you're like, well, hang on a minute. Like, maybe there's loads of changelings on on this ship. Like, how how many changelings are we are, are we talking about here? You know, like, yeah. And and um, it, I I guess again, like I kind of mentioned it. I feel like the stakes were really sort of upped when the intrepid shows up, and it's kind of adversarial. So that yeah. this that was cool. Um, that was cool. And like, let's get to the the moment that I not an hour and a half ago physically fist pump <laughs> uh, it's michelle forbes it's it's ro laren i couldn't believe i was like that is such a good callback that's such a yeah. good character to bring in yeah because everyone who watched tng remembers her she was a really good character in tng she but, was but not in it for long enough um uh, she was actually originally here's a tidbit for you sam here's a little tidbit uh ro laren was originally going to be the first officer on deep space nine but uh michelle forbes turned it down so they got um, uh, Nana Vizter in to play and made a new character for her. So it was originally going to be Ro Laren as first officer on the S9. Um, to be honest, a shame uh, because, like yeah. you say, you really can't get enough of, uh, of, of Ro Laren as a character. And Michelle yeah. Forbes, to be honest, when she's in any sort of side. I mean, I guess... She's again, really I good. She's have, a good actor. She's, she's, she's really good. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. great in Battlestar Galactica. Like... She's just oh yeah, of of... she's amazing. But in um, is it Razor? Was it Razor? Is it the the yeah? The, it was Razor the and the whole Pegasus? The whole Pegasus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a Pegasus you know, captain, isn't she? She's yeah, genuinely yeah. just so so good, and yeah. I just love. It was it's great for her. And and again, just a really good good decision to bring her back because there was so much to explore here with her yeah. betraying. Because because like so remind remind like what remind what happened in T TNG like so she she, she 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 she's obviously like a rogue character she's got a bad history i think her i i i, I again i i do i was thinking i if i if i'd had time i would have rewatched the episodes before this yeah. before this podcast um but uh i think her family died her family died in the massacre i think maybe in the cardass but she got they got killed by the cardassians i think yeah <laughs> um but essentially, the main thing is she's a she's a Starfleet ensign, and then she uh, joins the Marquis. She basically just betrays the badge and leaves the Enterprise to join the Marquis. Um, and Picard's not happy about that, obviously. Yeah, and you know because, you've got that tension here. Yeah, because he wants her to because because he sends her on. It's something. It's in season seven. He sends her on like a a mission where she's going to be undercover and. Because the Marquis are obviously trying to. She just stays uh, in, yeah. Th th yeah, I think the Marquis are trying to um, sort of fight the Cardassians and reignite some of those, some of those fights, which potentially is going to set off uh, and uh, you know the Dominion yeah. War again or more more hostilities. So they, she sends her on this thing to infiltrate the Marquis, and then she realizes that she sympathizes with them and betrays, um, uh, betrays, yeah, betray betrays Picard, betrays his trust. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, I think she kind of, I think there's a really good scene at the end. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't watch this, but like, I remember it. There's a really good scene at the end of that episode where Riker says to Picard that she's, 
she was pretty sure she was doing the right thing, but she probably regrets disappointing him. And then we don't actually ever see, or I don't think he says anything. Picard doesn't say anything at the end of the episode. He just we stays just don't silent. Know that he's upset. He's yeah. pissed. Well, he's just, he's obviously like annoyed but and yeah, betrayed, but, just, but like, he, but he doesn't say anything. It's, it's like stoic. Yeah. And then that's all you get. And so it's really good that you know, you're like, oh, cool. Because that was one of the things that you kind of really saw her Picard at the time. So yeah. this was good. Um, and also, uh, yeah, yeah, you're still totally right. Like, just such a good thing to to kind of bring back so much to explore, and also narratively, this character works so well because through through Picard's questioning, you believe him. You're like, yeah, it actually makes no sense that Rolaren will be in Starfleet. Yeah, she's not wearing her Bajoran earring. Is this Rolaren? Is this a changeling? Like, it, it, they make a really good case for it not being Rolaren. Um, yeah, and I and was I, pretty. I, yeah. I, I genuinely, I love this because I genuinely didn't know. I was like, I really yeah, honestly same, don't yeah, know. Yeah. Initially, I was thought, well, she, she must be. Yeah, yeah. But then then she was responding quite well to the questions. And I was like, oh, well, maybe she's not. Yeah. And and I really honestly, I mean, that was probably the best part of Battlestar Galactica. You genuinely didn't know who was and who was not a yeah. uh, Cylon. It was not yeah, ever yeah. obvious. And I really like this and it you was making me wonder know. is ronald d more involved in in he's in... not my biggest gripe of of this because he he he's actually writing you know he's writing mankind um is it oh man, yeah for mankind? all man for all mankind, for all Which, mankind by the way yeah. for all mankind is fantastic That's yeah I, i've I, i've watched i've watched a bit i need to continue actually um yeah. but i've i mean before this season i was like i mean I, I still think they need to get ronald d more back but you know they're doing a, they're doing an okay job now but um yeah ronald d more is not involved but he it would make so much sense if he was. Hope maybe if they do a, a DS9 thing, they'll bring him back. I don't know. But um Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just really, really good. Uh I love the exchange between them about that time and about her. Um uh she says that Picard Picard she says that Picard confuses morality with duty, which is really cool because I think like there's a lot of in this um this series <laughs> sorry, questioning Starfleet. Um, yeah. which doesn't happen normally. And there are some questionable things. Like they mention the whole thing around how they create the Section 31, created a virus to kill the changelings. Like that's a pretty insidious yeah. thing to do to end the war, but they still did it, you know? Um, and, you know, she talks about blindly following any institution is, you know, is not a good thing. So there's, there's just a lot of questioning Starfleet that's really healthy and really good in this show um really enjoyed that i thought there was a really good exchange between them and shows actually showed the emotion of rolaren and how much that whole like the the opportunity to have something really secure like starfleet and picard as her mentor um have really affected her even though she rejected it uh so yeah amazing what do you think, what do you think yeah about that scene i i really really great really really well done uh i thought it i thought it, it it was a really I mean it was a really great original episode because you genuinely understood why she was like I need to I can't go along with this order and I I yeah. do need to abandon you know abandon this because I feel that the Marquis are being shafted yeah so it really worked you know th- this whole thing and why he was her and them them kind of having having this out and and you could obviously just tell, I mean, I guess they have so much shared history that that was a nice way for them to be like, well, you're obviously not a changeling and I'm obviously not a yeah, changeling. The because, emotion is the thing that shows yeah, yeah. the the emotion. And and that really only would have worked if if it had been well-written and yes. they had acted it well, and yes. they did. And so it was was really, really good. Side, uh, side note, Sam, 
uh, talking about underutilized parts of Star Trek. Obviously, we're saying Wolf 359 is underutilized last episode. Yeah. I think that the marquee were massively underutilized. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, such a 100%. cool thing. Like, uh, I, I mean, we can be obviously Voyager. You've got half the crew is marquee, and oh. they just don't talk about it ever. <laughs> uh, but my, my biggest yeah. complaint with Voyager was <laughs> yeah, that, Chakotay, was that they, they, half of them were terrorists, but they literally <laughs> yeah. had one episode, and then they were like, like oh, "Now yeah. Starfleet." Yeah. Now with Starfleet completely, and we'll never mention the fact that you know most of them were terrorists uh, yeah. for, for halfway through. And, um, and what what a huge shame because again another like classic classic case of something that they could have really explored and done done a lot with. But imagine a tribal Voyager show in a Delta Quadrant where they're combating each other while trying to get home. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah, where where occasionally you know they they have sort of power struggles. Why yeah. you know why wouldn't what I I've always wondered that like Chakotay it would have been so interesting for Chicote to be like, I don't care about, I don't care about like Starfleet, like Starfleet yeah. screwed me over. Why would I, you know, fine, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to be first in command now, but you know, like why, why at some point was there not sort of a, you know, when he disagreed with Janeway mm. over something, why did he not try and take command? Or not so even, many good, um, so many good, so many good possibilities here, you know? Yeah. Well, even like to, him and Tuvok, right? Like I remember when I, what I can't remember what the episode is, but there's a point where, uh, Shikote says to Tuvok, "Look, we haven't always agreed, seen eye to eye." And I'm like, "I've never seen you argue. I've never seen the two of you have, have a fight." <laughs> like, not, what not are you talking about? Shikote ever had any of the vaguest uh, uh, drama or yeah. disagreement with anyone on this ship because yeah. they just really were determined to make him a dull character. And that's why, say, uh, apparently, uh, I was reading that he rejected coming back. Um, so in season two. Yes, season two of Picard, when uh, there's the alternate universe where Seven is like the ruler of the dystopian dictatorship. He was going to be the husband of her. And instead of that, they just got some random dude. Um, But yeah, no, I thought really good. Uh, What else was I going to say? I think, uh, oh, and also talking about the marquee, like one of my favorite, like I think, underappreciated um, relationships in Star Trek is a relationship between Captain Sisko and Michael Eddington, who was the uh, marquee uh, engineer on the on DS9 who infiltrated DS9 and escaped and uh, Sisko tracks him down and they have a really good philosophical like argument. There was a, like almost like Picard levels of really good debate about a subject. Uh, really, yeah. And when I say Picard, I don't mean this series, I mean the character. Um yeah, so just Marky in general, very underutilized, but yeah, yeah, Ex- except except in the moment that they appeared in Deep Space Nine, where they actually decided to give them some decent writing yes. for, for, for once, which for is sure. just a theme of yeah. all Star Trek, right? But before 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 I end up on a rant about uh, Voyager and how, <laughs> yeah. how criminally underused <laughs> any any of the setup was, which was a cool setup, uh, we should we should talk about uh, we should talk about Picard. We should, uh, although uh, I think it's important to note that uh, I think. Because we, I think we, we've also we've watched a lot of Star Trek together, Sam. Uh, because we used to live together, but also in, in uni as well. And I think we, the most Star Trek we've watched is Voyager. We always used to watch Voyager. I don't know why. I went. Do you remember at uni? Of, we always watching Voyager. I went through a period of, of watching Voyager a lot at uni. <laughs> yeah. um, I think mainly because I hadn't. It was one I hadn't seen for a while, so I decided yeah. to watch it. But you know, it just again it reminded me that uh, there are bits of it I enjoy, and I I I like the setup, and I like I sort of if it, it's. It, it created a sort of cool the, the, a lot of the um episodes they have really nice setups and the, the whole idea that they're in a whole other place and they can only get home and there's only them created some really 
opportunities and really good episodes. Uh, yeah. It's just a shame that there was they just, just such they a... just made Tom Paris a lizard instead. Yeah, yeah, they just they could have done so much more with it, uh, but they they just yeah. didn't. Um, but yeah. back to back to back to Picard, like you say, um, we we have these stakes raised. The end of this episode, there's an infiltration of Starfleet. We are we are replaying TNG season one with the aliens coming out of the stomachs, but this time it's changelings. Yeah. Um, and Rolaren sacrifices herself because they they rig her shuttle and they and she flies it into the into the intrepid nacelles so they can get away. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sam, she went to a she went to like a a, a cheap kind of souvenir shop or like a little kind of like you know gimmicky shop and bought. Um, a little toy USB stick, and she's pretending all this time that it's her earring, and it's not. It's a, it's actually a Bajuran uh, earring USB stick, and on this USB stick is her entire operation. So I imagine, I imagine they sell these Bajoran USB earrings um, in most <laughs> most major Bajoran like uh, supermarkets. Yeah. And you shops. can find them on yeah in that most very... in most shrines on Beijing. <laughs> that would be most convenient. That would be very convenient. You know, like you you've always got this earring, so why not have a have a nice private data storage on your earring. Why not make your earring useful? You know. So, <laughs> frankly, yeah, uh, I would. I, if I was going to wear a Bajoran earring, I would also have all of my secret files on there. Um, exactly. Um, so, yeah, but but but, yeah. but like this this that that was also a really really good moment. Like the the whole her being in the shuttle, her realizing that, yeah, it, she was kind of screwed. Um, yeah. That again, it could have been. I'm always a little bit wary with this stuff because it, it, you know, it could have been not done that well. It could have been not be that believable. Maybe it's just because it was Michelle Forbes. She's a great actress. She's really sold the idea that she yeah. knew she was kind of going to die. Yeah, and it was good. And, you know, she kind of realizes it, in the moment, and it's actually really realistic. I thought. Yeah, 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 and 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 again, this this can be just not. You know, they can behave in a way that you just like. It doesn't really feel like you think you're going to die. Yeah. But it felt like she was like, "I'm going to die. This is it. Yeah. I am." You know, and uh, I, yeah. Th- again, just really, really great, really great. Uh, this was, again, the best. For, like I say, this is the best episode so far. This is the best moment for me in Picard oh, so far. That's that's like, a shout. I, I like it though. Uh, for me, for me, it's War Three Five Nine. The scene was sure, but oh, um, I mean, I could. I, I could say I could say I mean I could I could see that one as well. But again, but yeah, I totally it just agree. goes to show it, 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 like this is this is the only thing I've kind of thought right. This is this was a really great moment, a genuinely really great moment in Star Trek. Yeah, and it was a good Star Trek moment. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And and one of those ones where I've like it's been very very uh, you know few and far between in Picard. So it's just it's it, uh, you know and this is going to be a theme of the next episode as well it's nice that this is finally becoming a really great show <laughs> yes it's a shame it took three seasons to and get there's there there's not going to be a fourth season <laughs> and there's not going to be a fourth <laughs> season but really really nice that this yeah. is finally becoming a good really show. great and really enjoyable and what you what you know on top of that sam what happens at the end we find out that uh ro laren was actually Worf's handler and has been this whole operation with Worf and raffi has been run by her and yeah. we're finally getting the the reuniting with Worf and he's going to come to the Titan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like they're actually progressing the story. Really, what was your what was your Latin bar for this episode? Uh, my Latin bar for this episode was four and a half, four and a half Ooh. out of five. Um, very very close to being uh, you know five, but unfortunately yeah. there was a uh, Worf and Raffy bit. <laughs> this is this is uh, I mine's also four point five. I'm going down from last episode because of the Worf and Raffy bit too. For me it was yeah. like 
just like getting a bit old now. It's like, come on, guys, we we've seen this story. Move yeah, on. yeah. And and the good thing was at the end of this episode, you were like, finally, you know, like yeah, yeah, uh, Worf, yeah, yeah. Worf is talking to Picard and Riker. He must have been pretty shocked, by the way. I was kind of thinking about this, <laughs> Mr. <was> Worf. Like, <laughs> if uh, if if you you know, if they're, they're just these sort of colleagues that you used to you know used to work with, and I'm sure are good friends with. It would be really weird to suddenly be like. Oh, see you again. Why, why do all up. roads seem to lead back to you at some yeah. point? <laughs> oh, we've got more of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's it. Yeah, a really good episode. Um, yeah, have, we, have you thought of a way to say goodbye yet, Sam? That's the question. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. I literally have no no good way of saying of signing off this episode. Uh, 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 say your. Okay, I'm going I'm to ask you a Star Trek question and I want you to say your immediate answer to it. And I, okay, all right. Okay. Your favorite type of Starfleet ship? Akira class. Ooh, Akira class. Okay, all right, okay. So that was my immediate answer and I want to reconsider, but I want No, it's Akira class. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the, the, the end of the episode, the, the revelation is that Sam's favorite ship is the no, Akira class. No, it's not, though. It's not, though. That, that's just like, that's just like my initial. Well, maybe it is. I always thought it was pretty cool. What, what's yours? Um, Miranda um, class is the hilarious. I was class. trying that's to think. What's the that's yeah? That's the one you don't want. What, what's that's the, the one you don't class? want? That's the one where if you you get posted to it, you're gonna you're gonna be dead instantly. They get blown up in like every CGI scene. They do, don't they? Actually, you see, I think you they must have reused that same model. Just just being blown up like <laughs> over and over again. War three five nine, for example. Um, oh, there, is that the so Saratoga? In that, in I don't know. Um, there's loads in 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 the in the Deep Space Nine fleet battles. In almost every single one, you see a yeah. Miranda class like drifting in space, like yeah, damaged. or just getting yeah, yeah. ripped literally in front of you, getting ripped to shreds. Yeah, and yeah. it's it is it is funny. I'm just like they sh- clearly shouldn't be sending these into combat. <laughs> the red anymore. shirt, the red shirt, uh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> They're like the worst cadets in in Starfleet. That they yeah, just that's the lower deck ship. It will be. <laughs> um, um, cool. All right. Well, um, that was that was episode five in our in our, our our second part of this three part marathon. And um, we will see you for episode six. Uh, Thank you. you Thank Thank you very much, Pete. And goodbye. Goodbye.